All right, y'all. Today is good. If you know the show intro by heart, you know that we were looking for movers, shakers, and dreamers to come onto this show. And today's serial entrepreneur, Nathan Hirsch, is all of those things. It is so rad to hear how his life just has unfolded in this beautiful journey of being able to not only sell a company after four years with only a $5,000 investment for $12 million. Yes, that sounds amazing for all of those wealth generators out there looking for kingdom impact. And he does give back in such a beautiful way to the people who help support him and the way that he honors them in his words uh, and his actions is really beautiful. But some things that I think you would love to take away from this is how to design your ideal day in order to operate on that overflow that I always talk to you guys about. How to utilize your business and your zone of genius to truly activate what it is that you're intended to do by outsourcing. So his current endeavor is the Outsource School, and you can use code FAITH, our code, exclusive for our community, 10% off, in order to get into that space and learn all about the incredible resources that he's devised over the course of the last decade. Y'all, he started a business out of his frat house, okay? That goes to show you how in tune is with the drive that he's been gifted and I was honored to have this time with him and so excited for you to just get a bite-sized component of the energy that he has that he brings to his passions, his productivity, and his profession. So I hope that you learned something. I know that you will actually and I definitely have. So tune in to Nathan and enjoy. This is your God wink, the moment that heaven says for such a time as this. It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering if you're wondering, what is this? Well, This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. 
All right, y'all. We are live and not in studio. I'm in studio. Nathan's in his own personal studio. I always love when people are in person, but this is the next best thing, right? So I'm glad to have you here. Uh, Y'all, I feel like when I watch those intros, I always get even more amped than I already am to come and share with you uh, the guests that we've either discovered somewhere through the social media world or I had the pleasure of bumping into in person at an event or a treat or something. I think Nathan, you actually touch base with me first, which is always refreshing because Lord knows we're doing all the legwork to collaborate and connect these days. Um, but you guys, right. Nathan is going to just blow your mind. I feel like when I say I have been a serial entrepreneur, I need to put that to rest. And Nathan, I'm going to hand you over the medallion for all the things because you have surely um, been very busy uh, in your short life. So I want to, I could go on forever about your bio statement, but I'm going to let you kind of roll with it and introduce who you are and get to know our audience a little bit. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. I, I'm really excited for it. it. Should be a lot of fun. So, quick background. I mean, I, my growing up, my parents were both teachers. So, I grew up with the mentality that I was going to go to school, get a real job, work for 30 years, retire, and that was going to be my life. And my parents always forced me to get these real jobs every summer, every winter vacation. So, my friends were outside playing. I was inside learning about sales, marketing, business, and I learned a ton. But I also learned how much I hated having a boss. So by the time I got to college, I looked at college as a, a ticking clock. I had four years to start my own business or I was going to go into the real world, get a job and never look back. So I started off hustling in college, buying and selling people's textbooks, competing with my school bookstore. I would offer more money to, than them. I created a little referral program so my friends would refer other people. And before I knew it, I had lines out the door of people trying to sell me their books to the point where I got a cease and desist letter from my <laughs> college telling me to knock it off. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so that was like my first glimpse into being an entrepreneur. And I didn't want to get kicked out of school. My parents were teachers. That wouldn't have gone over too well. So I pivoted and I had sold some of these books on Amazon. This was 2008, 2009. So Amazon was just bursting onto the scene, just becoming more than a bookstore. And I started experimenting. I thought it was so cool. I could have this 24-7 storefront. I just had to figure out what to sell. So tried sporting equipment, video games, computers, your, your typical college guy stuff. And I just failed over and over and over. I couldn't get anything to sell besides these textbooks until one day I came across baby products. And for whatever reason, Stop I got it. Yeah. If you can imagine me as a 20-year-old with more hair selling millions of dollars of baby products on Amazon, that was me. I mean, we're talking like strollers, like pretend laptop toys, rattles, all that stuff. And there was just a a big market for it. They were easy to ship. And and so – I'm in college, like growing this business. No one, no one knows what being an Amazon seller is. People think I'm running some kind of scam, Ponzi scheme, whatever. And but this business is growing, and I need to start hiring people. So I start hiring college kids, and that is an absolute disaster. They're smoking <laughs> weed on the job. They're drinking on the job. Not focusing on my business. Oh gosh. And. A buddy of mine tells me about the remote hiring world, the Upworks, the Fivers, hiring virtual assistants. And I try it out and I hire some good VAs and hire some bad VAs too and, and learn a lot about the hiring process. Ended up being creating really good systems and processes that I still use today, but I didn't like those platforms. It just 
took too long to post a job, get 100 people to apply, interview them one by one. So finally, after looking for one that I liked, I said, you know what, I'll build it myself. So I took $5,000 and created this minimal viable product, this really crummy software, and we took it to market. We would pre-vet VAs and freelancers, we'd match them up quickly, have great support, great protection. This company is called FreeUp, uh, like free up your time, and people liked it. They didn't like our software at first, but they liked the, the concept of it, and we organically scaled that from that $5,000 investment to a million, to five million, to nine million, to 12 million, before being acquired at the end of last year uh, by one of our clients, which was kind of cool. And that's a whole nother story we can get into um, if you want. But the cool thing about that business is we had no office, we had no US employees. It was me, my business partner, and 35 remote VAs in the Philippines. That was it, running an eight-figure business. And we had really good SOPs, really good processes. And once we sold it, People started asking me if we could teach them our systems, our processes, how we hire, how we get out of day-to-day -day operations, how we market, how we make SOPs, and that's when we had the idea to launch Outsource School, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well. But that's the short version of how I went from books to baby products to free up to now Outsource School. That's awesome. So it's funny, there's like so many parallels in your story and mine and just like people that I know. My brother-in-law was very early and on the Amazon market as well, um, but took off with electronics and did phenomenal in that realm to the point where same thing the city came to him and was like you're making too much money to be running out of your house and we're going to shut you down so we had he got forced into buying a storefront um, in the middle of a, a personal journey that wasn't going so well and it ended up putting his store under uh, also Amazon got really smart and started selling their own stuff and limiting you know the abilities of selling and what you could sell and Apple products all the things but um, it's amazing because the same perspective was on the scam like what is he doing like is he selling drugs on the side how is he making so much money like nobody trusted what was actually happening except for the fact that I saw all of the shipping chaos that was taking place out of his house um, so kudos to you for doing that and then for doing it for baby products is hilarious I actually in, in college was a part of a business program that our junior year we had to walk alongside six other um, students who were also in the business school but in different um, sections than we were. So I was management. There was a marketing person and finance, accounting, all of the things in our group. And we had to devise a business plan and we were going to work together for the entire semester. And their grade and my grade depended on it. So we had to really understand teamwork and working with people that we weren't otherwise going to be connected to and probably not friends with. Um, but it ended up being this incredible experience. And three of the people in my group of six were dudes. And the business plan we devised was called Modern Maternity. Uh, and it was all around diapers and babies and maternity and nursing and pumping and all the things that they were like, oh, gosh, keeping you far away from this concept. It was probably like its own form of contraception in college yeah, to so unpack funny. all of that. Um, but the cool thing is, is I actually took that business plan and ran with it after school. And that is how um, my mom and I opened up a brick and mortar several years later, but I did personal training and nutrition consulting for pregnant women. And um, so I know all about that business. I got out actually, ironically, when I had kids, I was like, okay, too much baby. <laughs> Let me go a different direction. <laughs> um, so just, I'm, I'm in awe of, of the 
success that you had, but also more so like the grit. Cause I know that things like that take so much time, so much energy. Um, an area that I'm super interested in is how did you maintain your personal life in that your personal self and, <laughs> and your identity through that fat, through that fast paced world? Yeah, I think college at the time was a really good balancer because my mom always, I always grew up with the saying, work hard, play hard. So when I'm running a business, I'm going all out. When I'm not running a business, I'm playing sports. I was in a fraternity. We were partying. Like it was very, very balanced. And then we, when we got out of college, and it's funny you answered that, you asked that question. I lived in Stanford, Connecticut for a year. And it just was a terrible place for me because I was living with a bunch of my friends from college, but they were accountants. They were working. 50 hours a week. They were going through busy season. I'm working from home. It's very much a, a family town. And I was 23 or whatever. I wasn't ready for any of that. So I didn't really like Stanford. I ended up moving down to Florida after a year. And I ended up moving down here with a bunch of buddies that some of them were running the business with us. Some of them were coming down here for other reasons. Like one of them was trying to become a professional golfer. Cool. And so we kind of had that work-life balance where we were working from home, but we were with this group of friends in this, at the time, foreign territory. And then I ended up meeting my fiance and we got a place together and, and dogs and all that. But I think that you're absolutely right. Like the, the hustle of the business does consume you. I think anyone that says I had that perfect work-life balance is most likely lying. But yeah. I think having people around you that kind of pull you away from it, whether it's your, your friends, your family, your fiance, and scheduling trips in advance, stuff like that. And also my life style has drastically changed since I sold my company as well. So that's sure. a factor. Sure. That's really cool. I think that that component of the the false mirror or the false image or the highlight reel, right, of that entrepreneurial journey and everyone saying that it's fully balanced. I think balance in and of itself isn't really a thing because it just doesn't exist. If you're putting energy in one area, any given hour, any given minute, something else is giving at that given time. So I always like to talk about like the concept of alignment and how alignment is a totally different thing, because even if we're off kilter here, we're still going up, right? or we're still going forward or however it is that that meets you. Um, but I, I think that it's really cool. And you said a couple of quick tips that I want people to notate is schedule trips in advance. I One of my core values is travel. Um, if you are staying within your bubble, you are missing so much of the gifts that the world has to offer, a gift of different cultures and um, different opportunities and uh, refresh that you just cannot get even if you're doing a staycation. So that was one. Another was your circle of influence and knowing um, for me, and I find this really interesting, like a lot of the people that are super, super close to me have no idea what I do. <laughs> like they have no clue because they love me because we have other common interests and, or we're family and they just have to love me. But I think it's <laughs> interesting when we come into community together and we're like going to get coffee, like that's not really what we talk about. They might ask me like, how are things going? I'm like, they're great, but I don't give them the ins and outs of my business. So there's the people in your circle who you can do all the business talk with. And they're like jiving over the excitement that you have towards a specific project or a tech thing that you just learned or any of the stuff that you have going on. And then there's the people who you jive with on that personal level. And that's where alignment comes into play um, because we can definitely get off kilter. I have one more thing off that. So yeah. I'm a big proponent of designing your ideal day. And, and I actually mm -hmm. have my VA's help with this. So cool. my ideal day is I like to do my most productive thing in the morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. That's my time. The most important thing gets done. Then I work out for an hour. I get a nice break 
come back for an hour, do whatever the secondary thing is. I do one podcast every single day. And so I usually do my podcast in the middle of the day. You're my one podcast today. Yay. And my VAs know don't schedule Nate for one, more than one podcast a day and don't book time meetings between seven and 9 a.m. And then once I've done that podcast, my afternoon is for a few phone calls from one to 3.30, to whatever it is that day. And for that, I don't have to be in my office. I can walk the dogs, I can be outside, I can do whatever. And then once three o'clock rolls around, I'm done. So by designing your ideal day up front, and we can also talk about having a VA help schedule and book things and hold you to it, because sometimes there's always gonna be things that pop up and you're, you're kind of like, oh, I can handle more podcasts today, or I can handle more phone calls today. But trying to really keep that ideal day, to me, that's how you achieve that balance that a lot of people look for. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I will be honest, I'm in this stage of my business where I'm like, okay, VAs, where are you? And I have one. And then I have some other people on my team who are doing some other things. But even in that that realm, that V that one specific VA is so segmented in what they do, I need like way more accountability. So tell me, how do I discover it? You have all these people from your first team as you were doing the free up um, in the Philippines. And I have a girlfriend who's my sister-in-law who she has in a real estate company and they have like 30 plus people that they work with. And it's not the Philippines. Um, it's somewhere else, but not here. And they're working for $3 an hour. And I'm like, holy cow, like I need that because one, I need help. And two, I can't afford, but I need the time because everything else is moving so quickly and growing so fast, which is a blessing. So tell me about that. So to me, hiring comes down to four parts, interviewing, onboarding, training, and managing. But before you do any of those things, there's a few things you have to understand and do. And the first thing you have to understand is the different levels of hiring. So there's followers, there's doers, and there's experts. So followers, when we're talking about, we're talking about people that are non-US, they have years of experience, but they're there to follow your systems, your processes. If you don't know how to do something, you're gonna really struggle to hire a follower. And when I say the word virtual assistant, I'm just talking about the follower. If you don't know how to run Facebook ads and you hire someone for five bucks an hour that's a follower and you say, go run my Facebook ads, that's not gonna work out too right. well for you. You need right. to have that system and process. Then you've got the doers, the specialists, the graphic designers, writers, you're not teaching a graphic designer how to be a graphic designer, but they're not consulting with you either. They're there to do that one task at a high level and they can be project-based too. And a big mistake that I see with these creatives, these specialists is people, they need something done and then they start interviewing where what I like to do is build up a Rolodex of two to three video editors, two to three graphic designers. I have an agreement with them. I know they have other clients. I respect that. But whenever a project comes up, I'll post it in a group chat Whoever can get to it first gives me a due date, due time, boom, assigned to you, and I don't have to scramble every time I get something. And if you're always just have on-call urgent work to people that aren't consistently working with you, you have to restructure your systems. So you got the followers, you got the doers, then you got the experts, the high-level freelancers, consultants, coaches. They could be 50 bucks an hour, they could be $20,000 an hour, but they're there to follow your system, or I'm sorry, they're there to bring their own systems, their own process to the table, their own strategy. and just like you wouldn't hire the follower without systems, you wouldn't pay top dollar for an expert and then say, oh, you're gonna follow my way, my system. That doesn't make a lot of sense either. So 
understanding these different levels is incredibly important because a lot of times people will hire the wrong level for the wrong thing and then nothing else really matters. And I'll let you jump in before I keep going. No, it's so good. I'm learning. I'm like, this is awesome. And I think it's so critical because oftentimes people are think, oh my gosh, you're hiring someone and they think that you're paying forward all of this money or all of this knowledge to bring them on. And I like right now, my team is is devised of doers and they're the people who I know what they do. They know what they do. And I'm like, Hey, I need you to do this. And they make it happen. Um, but now it's where I'm, I've got a thousand mini minuscule tasks that take a lot of time and I don't want to do them. It's not my zone of genius. So I don't want to operate in that, that place because it takes energy and it takes time that I would rather be with the people. Like uh, that's where I thrive. I'm like, let me have all the people and let's communicate and let me help you and let's grow together. So I, I think it's so amazing. So Do you have free up as the um, outsourced people, as the followers, and then outsource was created for the doers? No, so free up it. So I don't own free up anymore, but there's right. a marketplace that has all three levels. Okay, so you can get followers, doers, and experts okay. there. They provide the VAs, the freelancers, the experts. They have agencies on the platform. Outsource School strictly provides education and software, oh. which we'll okay. talk about in a second. But we don't okay. actually provide VAs or freelancers. Our I mentality see. is. You can go get a really good VA, but if you don't know what to do with them after the fact, that's only going to do so much good. Gotcha. Good, good, good. I love this. This is so necessary. I feel like uh, devising a team is such a a space where a lot of my clients are going to be. They're not quite yet there. Um, A couple of them are. But so to know that there's like this opportunity and a place to go, I think that's a huge place. And my husband's constantly like, you're a really good leader, but I don't think you know how to coach them to let go, like to delegate is my problem. Because I'm like, you've got to do it right if you're going to do it. And then something goes wrong. And I'm like, oh, I'll just take that one back again. Um, So just understanding that we, again, to have alignment, to stay in our root value system and to stay in the place of of us wanting and freeing ourselves to to create, which is ultimately what we are as entrepreneurs. We're creators. Um, We have to be able to, to let go of some of those things. So I love that you went out the gate understanding that you needed a team and that's what you did. Absolutely. And the goal is to get as many systems and processes in place so you can hire a lot of the followers. I mean, you look at McDonald's, like, yeah, maybe in their corporate office, they have high level marketers and the experts and stuff, but they try to make it so that all their systems can be done by followers. You don't need to be come in with a big degree to be a manager at McDonald's. You just follow the process. And that's not realistic for the yeah. first few years of, of any business. You're going to need all three levels, but you don't want to only hire the doers and the experts because the second they leave, all their knowledge, all their information goes with them. So your goal should be to set up as many systems and process possible to, to hire those followers. And I can tell you from someone who just went through a sale, the first question they asked is, how does customer service work? How does billing work? How does social media work? And we would hand over these 30, 40, 50 page SOPs that said, hey, this is who does what, when in every situation. And that's what, they, that's what you need to have if you wanna make your business scalable and sellable. That's so good. So are your SOPs um, things that you can cultivate and be learned in outsource school on how to devise yeah, so, those? Because like I have them, but they're mainly here. Yeah. So let, let, I'll give a kind of a breakdown of outsource school. Yeah. So with outsource school, we teach the fundamentals. We have a program called Cracking the VA Code, and that gives you our exact interview onboarding, training, and managing process. Everything from the exact questions we asked for interviews, our meeting templates, how do we fire VAs, like all that's in there, and that's the basics. 
Then we have all these SOPs that we use to get out of day-to-day -day operations. And these apply to all businesses. It's stuff like having a VA run your calendar, having a VA run your inbox, bookkeeping, customer service. So those are all the operation SOPs. Then we have all these marketing SOPs. To me, that's the fun part because I use VAs to get on podcasts, to do partnerships, to get backlinks for my website, improve SEO. So we have all these marketing SOPs and then there's gonna be SOPs that are very specific for your business. I can't teach you every SOP you need for your business. So we have this software that we created called Simply SOP to help create SOPs for yourself. And it's a really cool software where you can record videos, mark steps as you go, add in text, replace steps easily, give your VAs access. So you can get all four of these things separate at Outsource School. You can buy them one off or pay monthly for the software. But if you become an Outsource School insider, which right now is $1,000 a year, you get access to everything. So you get the fundamentals, our operating SOPs, our marketing SOPs, our software, and we're releasing new SOPs every single month. So that's really what Outsource School is about, cool. giving you these systems and processes to plug into your business, while also a software to make your own SOPs. Really cool. It's so critical, so necessary. I can think of it. And again, it goes from like small businesses all the way to super large businesses and the need for that. So the niche is really amazing. Um, question for you, because you do have that entrepreneurial mind and I know you're just now stepping into outsource. So, so maybe everything for outsource school is outsource school. Or are you already thinking towards what's next? How are you going to grow? What are you going to change? What next business are you going to start? So I'm not thinking of the next business. It's weird. I I feel like I'm two for two on startups. So and for whatever reason, I like to focus on that one thing that I'm doing. For the past four years, I only focused on free up from a business perspective. And now I'm only focused on outsource school. And I'm also not building outsource school to sell it. That's not in my mind. I, I love outsource school, but I am building it to be sellable in the sense that it, our systems and our processes are down. And there's a lot of tweaking that, that goes on early on. But right now we're 100% focused on outsource school. We want to grow this thing and really change the hiring industry and make it easy. And, and I like to build business that I wanted. I mean, back in the day, I, I wish that instead of me spending years and years hiring people and failing and learning and wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars, I wish someone just said, hey, here are the interview questions you ask. Here's how you run meetings. Here's how you hire a customer service rep and stuff that I could just plug into my business, which would have saved me a ton of time. So that's what we're trying to build out right now. Really neat. That's so awesome. I'm excited to dive into it. I think it's going to be incredible. Um, so I want to go a little bit deeper here because I feel like from what the fundamentals of my podcast being about this mind, body and soul journey and, and how your faith plays into what you do and how you felt led to even do those things, especially coming from a home with teachers, like where, what inside you drew you to something different. And, uh, uh, tell us, tell us about that and how, even with the designing of your day, you mentioned like the body concept and like working out. And I often say like, in order for you to operate, you need to be working out of overflow and not everything being depleting and then you're constantly gonna somewhere that balance that alignment is gonna fall and you're gonna wind up in a hospital uh you're gonna wind up out of love <laughs> or out of relationship or any of those things so walk us through that part of of nathan yeah i mean i think it all comes to my parents i i'm super fortunate i mean my parents not only from the financial side teaching me early on to invest in stocks and not have credit card debt and a lot of the stuff that, that people don't get when you're 10 12 years old uh, but also from the, the the working outside i mean my dad's 74 right now he bikes like 30 35 miles a day they're hiking mountains like they're 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 insane they're more active than <laughs> i am and i'm a pretty active person so i think part of that was the upgrade up um upbringing i think part of it is kind of going 
going through um, in terms of finding passion, going through some different adventures. Like the the baby product business was great. It was my first entrepreneurial journey. I learned a lot at the time. It was my baby that I didn't want to let go to. But at the end of the day, I wasn't passionate about selling baby products then. I'm still not passionate about selling baby products now. So when I started free up and all of a sudden I'm helping other entrepreneurs accomplish their dreams, their passions, people in the Philippines are showing me their houses, their cars, stuff they've been able to buy with because of free up, because of the money they're making on the platform. And even when we sold free up, once we had found our why, we didn't want to just say, hey guys, like see you later. We, we took $500,000 from the sale. We gave it to our internal team in the Philippines, made sure they were taken care of, make sure no one was going to lose their job or lose their bonus and raise program. And with Outshore School, we donate 3% of all our sales to our favorite charity, Teach for the Philippines, which provides mm-hmm. education to children in the Philippines that don't have access to it. So for me, it was kind of an adventure of kind of fi- finding out what your why is, being a part of that VA community, of that remote community, and and wanting to be a part of it going forward. I don't know if that answered your question. No, it does. No, I love it. I, I don't know if it answered my question either, but I still like it. Um, have you got to go to the Philippines to visit any of them? I have. I got to go to the Philippines one time and hold on. Okay. It's falling apart a little bit, but they gave me a bobblehead of myself. Oh, it's too, turn it over. I can't see it. Move it over towards your, yeah, this side, this side. There it is. Ah, that's amazing. That's so funny. Yeah. So we went there and we, so we have a marketplace, right? So all these yeah. VAs and freelancers don't work for me. They offer their services on the platform. And then sure. I have my internal team. So, sure. but we said, Hey, we're, we're renting out this building. We're going to have food. We're going to have drinks. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind the Philippines is pretty big and we have yeah. people all over the Philippines. Sure. And we just said, Hey, like no pressure. Whoever wants to be there, we'd love to meet you. And we had like hundreds of people show up and wow. we threw like this big party and got to meet everyone. And then we took our internal team out to this really nice resort for a week. And it was a lot of fun. That- Do you feel like you've been sitting on the dream God has given you for far too long? Do you feel out of alignment or obedience because of it? Or perhaps you've been spinning your wheels on how to answer God's call, but can't quite define or design it into a business? Maybe you've titled this God dream a ministry, one you wholeheartedly give all of your time and energy to, yet your passion isn't providing the profit you need to sustain your home your first ministry? Do you struggle with the idea of earning money doing something you believe he'd want you to do in servanthood? Do you feel unworthy as a woman to possess wealth? Y'all, I get it. I've been in every one of those shoes, and I can promise you the moment I traded those worn-out sandals for his intended comfort, I was able to finally walk the miles it has taken to grow the dream From ideation to activation, catapulting my true passions into my full purpose. And now, while I've had a joy to group coach many women over the past couple of years in a group setting, I still sense there are missing straps to their well-made shoes. So I designed this course, the God Dream Design Course, to walk alongside you intimately until you've claimed the gift of the shoes he has always wanted for you. You're probably wondering if this is the surefire way to claim your roots and discover your wings as a kingdom entrepreneur, why are we talking about shoes? Well, these aren't Nikes, they aren't Yeezys, whatever the kids call them these days, and I am not giving you sandals like Hermes either. God's shoes truly fly. God's shoes have limitless souls that never wear down. 
They are promised to get you where He has shown you that you were intended to be. So come along for the ride. Get out of that stuck analysis paralysis state of limitation and develop the mindsets, methods, and models to bring to life the vision He has planned for you before you were knit in your mother's womb. Sign up today for your self-paced program where I will actually provide you live coaching, a community of women to walk this journey alongside, a package of goodies right at your doorstep, and many more incredible deliverables. You can find all of the details on my site at tamraandress.com. Don't forget, Tamara is T-A-M-R-A. I got the good version. Thanks, Mom. But really, girls, it's time to fly. I promise it's as spring as it sounds. See you soon. That's really amazing. So cool. I think that that element of give back now is that social entrepreneurship piece is so fundamental. Like people are actually looking for that even more so than what it, what are you doing? Because everyone can cultivate a mission. Everyone can cultivate a why, um, because we all have it and we all should work from that space, but what are you doing in return? And so like, for me, I, I always talk about like kingdom impact and, and what does that mean when I'm talking about helping somebody build a business or build their heartbeat and their God dream and letting there be this massive ripple effect in the world. What does the ripple effect look like and how are those people changing lives? And so knowing that people that we partner with, that I partner with are, are really doing that from a place of like understanding and root value and root cause. Um, I had helped in my twenties as well, develop a, a nursing bra line and we did a give back um, program that every nursing bra that sold, um, it was a proceed would go to um, basically giving incubators to places that had sand bottom floors as hospitals. And they were these like crazy cool, like zip up things. There was an incredible like pod basically, but it was the warming station that they didn't have any access to. And it cost barely anything. And, and, and when you look to other countries and you look to the greater scheme of the world, um, of understanding the need, there's so much need everywhere. So I love that you've integrated that from the foundation of your outsource school moving forward. I think that that in and of itself, God's going to bless that and, and bless your business because of it. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's a lot of fun just giving back. No one wants to, it's not fun to get to the top by yourself. And you have to yeah. understand, like, from, from my sense, the the team is a huge part of it. They were billing me 2,000 plus hours a week. I couldn't work 2,000 hours a week if I wanted to. So right. my success has to be their success. And that's why it's important to me that we all move up together. Yeah, really good, really good. Um, I love your parents. They remind me of my dad specifically. <laughs> He's definitely, he did, I think, um, 300 plus days of running in a row like he's wow. a monster he's in his 60s now and he did that I think right before he turned 60 but it's definitely a fundamental space that even before I came into entrepreneurial coaching the first step in that was teaching people this unlock of the necessity of, of filling their body strengthening their body and working in that place of just understanding like yourself on such a fundamental level and that flows into your business every single day like drinking the dang water and, and making sure it's the the right amount and um so i i just think it's really cool that you have all of these things in play i have i want to switch a little bit here um one because i don't often get to talk to people who are as like high energy as you are or um <laughs> putting that in what does it's your fiance still or you guys are married now 
She's my fiance. Okay, so what does she think about the way you live your life? Is she entrepreneurial? Is she not? She is not entrepreneurial. So she was born in Vietnam and her dad actually fled the war to get here. He got caught in a bunch of like prison camps and fought to get out of those and then had to do a lot to get the actual family over here. So I think she grew up in in a much more like stability is good. Providing for family is good. So I think her first few years of dating me was a little bit like, what, what did I get myself into? Like with the, she started dating me right at the end of my Amazon business, but we were still like during busy season, the fourth quarter when people were um, buying tons of baby products, tons of toys, we would pull all nighters. We would just order pizza and just hang out with the boys, just like filling orders on our laptop and, and just like sleeping at random hours of the day, like wake up at 11, work till 3 a.m. Oh my all gosh. over the place. So it, it, she, it took her a little while to, to kind of get used to it. And then she got to kind of go through me starting free up on on her couch, her parents' couch is actually when I opened up the business and then selling it four years later and going through the six month sale process. So she's kind of been through everything with wow. me. And she still has a, a, a corporate job right now um, that she really likes that she's worked really hard for. Although the cool thing, I shouldn't say cool thing about COVID, but one of the results <laughs> of COVID right? is she's working remote with me for the first time. So that, that, that's been um, actually pretty enjoyable, but she kind of awesome. got to see my my day-to-day now. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is what you do all day. I'm at the right. office and you're kicked back on the computer. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you think that she'll ever work with you? Uh, no, I wouldn't want that, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I like to avoid um, just hiring family, involving family. It just gets too messy, in my opinion. And I mean, for me to like be her boss or something like that, like yeah. uh, I, I wouldn't want that dynamic. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because my husband is, is an entrepreneur as well. And so having two people like that who um, – you know, sun up to sundown, our brains are working 24 seven in a different way than what most people's are. Um, not better or worse, not, not highlighting our, our life over here, but it is definitely a different style of living. And so, um, we've always talked about like, why is it that we can't like come together in that? And, and I do, I understand that perspective of like the healthiness of, of making sure that business is business and family is family and all of that. Um, but he definitely is one of my mentors because of the longevity that he's had in his business, his, his ability to grow teams. And, um, I'm more of the nurturing side of things. Imagine that. So he, you know, pulls from me as well. Um, but it's, it's really neat. Uh, I love hearing people's relational side when they are, are trying to aspire to something different. Um, because we are, for me, like that cookie cutter dream of going to college, then you do whatever your degree is going to be, and then you get out and you get hired for that degree. And I never completed a resume. I never went to a job fair. I knew like, this is not for me. And I didn't know what that was, but I just knew I didn't want to go to an office setting. I didn't want to go to, to a space where I was going to be stuck in a cubicle. And, um, I just think it's cool that we have opportunities like that, even given COVID and all the things going on in our country right now. Yeah. It's funny. I, so I have, a. Uh... A degree up here that I've never used and I got Dean's List every semester because I was paying for my own college and if I'm going to pay for it like I wanted it and I wanted to have like a backup plan because I'm a logical person businesses fail and I didn't want to just have nothing going on and I actually got a really good job offer my last few weeks of senior year and I remember pacing around my 
front yard of my fraternity house, which was a mess, uh, but just talking to my aunt on the phone who is an entrepreneur and I was kind of weighing, do I want to do this entrepreneurial Amazon thing? Do I want to take this job with the health insurance and the benefits? And at, at the time, like it's easy to look back now and be like, oh, that was easy. But at the time it was a really tough decision yeah. as a 21 year old. So and fortunate she gave me the advice that, hey, you're young, you can take risks. Like the, these jobs aren't going anywhere. They're still gonna be there in a year if you um, if you just, if you fail, like you might as well see what you can accomplish as an entrepreneur. And I'm fortunate that, that I made that decision. That's so cool. I think it's so amazing. Um, and again, like hindsight's always 2020, right? But I, this is where I'm telling the people now is like, they so often have this dream within them and there's so many fear factors. There's so many limiting beliefs. Like what limiting beliefs do you feel like you still hold on to right now that you are in the process of, of breaking free from or, or something big that you've done in the past? So it, it's funny. I, I don't know if this is going to answer your question, but with, with every business, I feel like you take what you've learned and you apply it to the next business, but then you have something else really new to learn. So with Amazon, I had no idea how to hire, right? So I spent years making bad hiring decisions, creating a really good process. But by the time I used free, by the time I started free up, I knew how to hire really well. So I hit the ground rod, I'd hire this all-star team, but I had no idea how to market because with Amazon, you pay them their 15%, they get you all the customers, and, and that was that. So I had to learn about podcasts and joint ventures, and, and I also wasn't going to just dump $200,000 into Facebook ads, like that didn't make a lot of sense for me. I So I took the very much organic route, and I came up with this really good organic mar marketing blueprint of affiliates and podcasts and partnerships and content and networking, and having VAs help me do all of that at an incredibly high level. But now that we're with um, Outsource School and with Free Up, for, we got it to eight figures without spending any money on ads. It was all organic, but it was also a lot of hustle. Yeah. And, and so with Outsource School now, it's like we know how to hire. We have this organic marketing blueprint. We've set all this stuff, in, uh, stuff up in the first six months. Now it's okay, how do we do ads to complement that? So we're actually in the process of learning Facebook ads and Google ads where eventually we'll hire a team, but we wanna understand enough to be dangerous there. And if you would ask me a year ago, I would have said, I'm never running ads. Like I've got this organic marketing blueprint down. So your mentality kind of changes over time. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And I love the organic push because again, a lot of people who are my clients, they're not starting with an astronomical budget. They have enough to pay me as their coach in the hopes that their investment is now going to pay off in a short period of time. So they can start seeing that trickle effect. And so I think that it's, it's critical for people to realize that there are free ways to do it. Your $5,000 investment that turned eight figures later, like that's insane. That's so amazing. Um, and yet at the very same time, people want things fast, right? Like we're a microwave society. They want to see it right when they dream it. It's got to come to fruition. And I'm no different than them. I'm like, come on, let's see the fruit. But it takes time to like toil the soil and watch something grow. And then eventually that fruit, just like it was for you in 2019, it, it came and it evolved. And four years is really fast, in fact. Um, again, that hindsight experience, but it feels like eternity when you're in the midst of it. So Help us understand like your, your mental process of just like, I say something to myself every day before I go to sleep, like, how did I move the needle? Did I move the needle today? And that needle, just like I said, it could be within my family. It could have nothing to do with my business that day, but that means the very next day I get to show up to work longer, better, stronger, more fulfilled, because again, I'm working out of that overflow. So what's, what's your mindset like that, developing your day? Like, what do you talk yourself through? 
Right. So, so there's two parts of it. First yeah. is my overall mentality. I, I have a three-month rule where I don't do anything longer than three months. I hmm. pick something up. I throw stuff against the wall. I see what works, what doesn't work in that first month. I In that second month, I'm fine-tuning it. By the third month, I'm hiring someone and I'm delegating it. And hmm. sometimes I'm not delegate, delegating the whole thing. For example, podcasts. We have this, this formula called the podcast outreach formula. It teaches you how to get on podcasts. I use the same thing. But I have to show up for the podcast, but I have the VA do everything else. Maybe I show up for an intro call and then the podcast, but they're doing all the research up front. They're doing the booking. They're doing the follow-up. So I try to design all my systems where I have to show up to as little of it as humanly possible but to still get done at a very high level and authentic. Then the, the second part of it is I, I'm never one to do something for a, a, a lot of hours in one day. For example, if I'm writing a playbook, which I'm doing right now, and a playbook takes me 10 hours to make, I'm never going to sit there for a day and do that for eight hours. What I'll do is I'll break it down and I'll work on it 15 to 20 minutes a day every day for two weeks and holding yourself accountable and consistent. That's what works for me. And so I have all these things that I'm working on and everything that I'm working on, I'm either trying to delegate and get someone else to do it at a high level or I'm dividing it into parts and chipping away at it each day. And and to me, that's how I found success. And you're right, like I, I do this for everything, even personal stuff, like reading books. I, I read 15 pages of a book every single day. For whatever reason, that, that works for me. But yesterday, for whatever reason, I was exhausted. I had done a, 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 like a long workout. I, did, I didn't sleep well for some reason. Um, I had no reason not to sleep well. It was just one of those days. And I, I just skipped that. And then today I made it up and I read 30 pages. And it's a small example, but you're absolutely right. And if you're doing that in all aspects of your life, whether you're learning a new skill, like we're learning Facebook ads every day, I watch an hour and I spend an hour learning it. And the next day I do another hour. I'm learning vet, Vietnamese on the side because my fiance speaks cool. Vietnamese. Same thing, 20 minutes every single day. And those small consistent steps, while you don't feel them on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. you wake up in six months or in a year and you're like, well, man, I accomplished a lot. Yeah, that's so good. I, I teach uh, something called the 20, it was actually started at the beginning of this year in 2020 and using that as a as a pun was fun and now it's not so fun. People are like, get me away from all things 2020, but um, it's like, like that 2020 vision and, and it was um, 20 and 20 compounding effect and it was for 20 minutes a day for 20 days, 21 days, that habit, that breakthrough day and then remain like through the rest of that month you can do one small thing organically marketing wise in order to grow your business. And so for me, that kind of stuff is so fun. I get so excited. Some days was like, okay, it's supposed to be 20 minutes, but this is really only take you five, but tomorrow we're going to pick up where you slacked off today kind of thing. Um, and I saw some women walk through it and they were amazed and they're like, this is so good. I never thought of doing it so small because they think they have to create this entire experience in one, you know, nine hour a day in order for anything to happen. Um, and then the people who, again, dropped off, they, they go the first five days and they're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But I can see, physically see whose businesses completed it and whose businesses didn't. And so it's a part of, I don't know if it's, a, it's got to be innate, but it also has to be like the hunger, right? It's like, if I know that I want to lose 40 pounds and I decide I'm going to do really great diet for five days and I'm never going to make the whole 30, I, my girlfriend was just like, oh, I've done whole 17. I'm like, Woohoo! That's awesome. But like in order to, to get to the end goal, in order to finish the race, and, and this is an ever becoming process, right? Like, you know, even if outsource school gets to the place that Free Up did, which again, you said it's not really your vision for it, 
whatever that longevity is, it's not over. Like what's next? There's going to be something else that we get to say yes to that God's going to implant in our heart. And he's going to say, let's try something else. Let's use another portion of who you are. And again, with you learning all of these new things in the same footing that you're devising something new there five years from now, you're going to be like, Oh, I could incorporate all of this and we could make this language school happen. Right? Like you don't know. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, these skills, they, they carry over it. And that's why I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of just learning hiring. Like if you haven't mastered hiring, everything just becomes so much harder. Like there's so many tactics, like you learn funnels, you learn marketing, you learn Facebook ads, whatever it is. If you don't know how to hire, you're just, you're just going to go in circles. So to me, it's like, learn how to hire first, learn how to interview, learn how to onboard and set expectations and deal with issues and run meetings. And then that's just a powerful tool that you can take to your next business. And then like you're saying, learn how to organic market again, a great tool that applies to every business. Business. Our organic playbook that we teach to our members at Outsource School works for free up. It works for Outsource School. It works for most businesses out there. And then as you kind of learn learn those organic skills or the, those, those uh, fundamental skills for everything, yeah, it only apply to this business or kind of hack or tweak and, and all that's great. But focus on the stuff you can bring from business to business because if you had asked me 15 years ago, I'd be selling baby products on Amazon, I wouldn't have believed you. If you asked me five years ago if I'd be running a freelance marketplace, I wouldn't have believed you. And if you asked me a year ago if I sold free, I don't know if I cut out there for You did. You were cutting out a little bit. I could hear you, but I don't know if they could hear you, but that's okay. We still have people watching. So hi, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here. Nathan, you are such an inspiration. I tell friends all the time that one of my favorite things about hosting a podcast is that every single time a new guest comes on, again, sometimes I know their story very intimately. So I have to be really like understanding of the questions I'm going to ask so that I never like... um, I never say the wrong thing. And with people that are brand new, I'm just like, this is like reading a book. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's next? Tell me more. Uh, but every single time I leave with a, um, a conviction. And and for me, a conviction isn't a bad thing. A conviction is how can I be better? And, and I'm just eager to, to learn and to put that into my life. And so... I, I feel like the hiring thing is, is something I definitely need to work on and I need to know about. And so I'm looking forward to looking into your school more. Um, but I also think, just like you said, every area can play into something else. Like the onboarding process of hiring is very similar to the onboarding process that I put customers through, um, that I put new people into my group coaching program. I have to know, like, I got to have the form set up for them when they come in. I want to have the interview questions. I want to have the process of like, how do I unpack who they are? Then the introduction to the, the to the program and the group and, and then running a meeting and all of that stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how those things align and, and for us to utilize those as business owners and people who are constantly in that state of learning, how, how do you evolve and how do you do it better? Because if, if I was in a place of stagnancy, if you were in a place of stagnancy, like all, all systems crash when that happens. Um, we gotta keep, we got to keep moving. And again, that's where you get your energy. you got to plug into the source and, and, and just have that work on overflow experience. Yeah, 100%. And it's all about building systems. You have a, a system for onboarding clients. You have a system for hiring. You have a system for getting on podcasts. You have a system for XYZ. It's just about building those systems in your business and being consistent with them and eventually getting other people to do those systems for you. Yeah, so good. And I think a lot of times where I see people staying is their system that they're focusing in on is like this. 
exclusively. It's like the social media realm. And they're like spending all day on Instagram, all day on Facebook, all day on LinkedIn, wherever it is that they're showing up. And I'm like, you've got to get away from that because that, that there has some points of interest for you and sure the networking piece of the collaboration. I mean, that's how we, we got connected was via Instagram, but that should be such a limited time. Again, that compounding effect. If you can do that for 20 minutes today and then you can do that for 20 minutes tomorrow, you're going to do all the things that you're trying to accomplish for hours on end where then you feel like brain warped <laughs> and completely probably went down a rabbit hole you were never supposed to go down in the first place is, is to take it off as a chunk and as an opportunity to invest in yourself, invest in your time and set your day up correctly so you're doing the things that you love and that you're intended to do. Yeah, good. completely agree. I couldn't have said that better. <laughs> so good. Nathan, you are a joy. I have so enjoyed all of the information. I have to. I usually don't take notes, but I have to go back and copiously take notes for everything that you taught our audience today. I know that they're going to love it. If you have final words of, of you know, kind of, I hate the word hustle. I don't like it. I just, it doesn't sit well with me because I think there's such a, an important component of rest and such an important part a component of, of that fueling. Just like you said, like I do two hours of my best operating time. Then I go for a run. Like that's your rest, even though you're exercising, it's your free space to just kind of grow yourself. Tell me like what it is. How can we stick with it? Um, what motivation do you have for us? Yeah, so one of the biggest tips I, I try to give entrepreneurs is figure out how you can get five to 10 hours back a week. A lot of times when people think hiring, they get overwhelmed, they're like, hey, I need a 40 hour week person, I have all this stuff to do. Focus on just five hours a week. What would you do with an extra five hours a week? And when you think in that mentality, you're gonna identify the easiest task you can take off your plate, you can hire a part-time VA, you can focus on learning hiring because it's gonna take a little bit to learn, and that's gonna become addicting. You're gonna be like, man, this is awesome. I have five extra hours to spend with my family. I have five extra hours to focus on sales marketing expansion, high-level stuff, whatever it is. And then you can build from there, whether it's increasing the hours, whatever it is, but focus on how can I get five hours back a week consistently, and that'll put you down a really good path to become scalable. Really cool. All right, where can we find you? How can they do all the things? I'll link, of course, all the schools, all the previous businesses, everything that you can see, but what's the best place to get in touch with you? Yeah, check out Outsource School. We have a great membership program. We call it Outsource School Insider. You get access to all of our trainings, all of our SOPs, all of our software. We have a great community of entrepreneurs there. You can also check out our, our individual stuff there. You can connect with me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Nathan Hirsch, Instagram, Twitter, Real Nate Hirsch. And you can also book a phone call with me right on the Outsource School website. And I'd love to chat with you about where you're at and if we can help. Really cool. Thanks again, Nate. It was so nice to meet you, to be with you. Your energy is electric. I feel like I need to go running right now, and maybe I will. So thank you. Blessings to everybody. Thanks for tuning in today, and I hope that this encouraged you in your professional and your personal life. Bye. Thank you. Hey, y'all. It's me again. I hope in today's episode you sense and ignite to an ember within you something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamara.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. 
We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.